the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. I don't care if they're all conservatives. 16-year-olds should never be allowed to vote. Yesterday, several on the left decided to use the protests by teenagers in Florida and Washington, D.C. as an opportunity to promote the idea that 16-year-olds should be allowed to vote. One law professor from the University of Kentucky tried to make a serious case in an article for CNN. The real adults in the room are the youth from Parkland, Florida, who are speaking out about their need for meaningful gun laws. They are proving that civic engagement among young people can make a difference. The ironic part. They can't vote. Well, now, I mean, does anybody else have a teenager living with them? Because they don't make a lot of good decisions. I'm just saying some of them are good. Some of them are not. Some of them are like, you know what? You know what? You need to slow down here and uh, and get some more experience. The protests from the devastated high school students of Parkland, Florida, are completely understandable. They're a visceral reaction to the worst kind of tragedy. We need to let them vent. We need to listen to them. We need to comfort them. They need the space to vent their grief and anger. The adult role right now should be to comfort and support and listen as they work through their trauma, not manipulate their trauma, not exploit their tears for political gain. What we're seeing this week is a gut-level reaction from traumatized kids, traumatized people. It's not well-reasoned. Civic engagement? This is not well-reasoned civil engagement. This is somebody who has been traumatized going out and saying, this is what we need to do. Well, in our system of government, unlike many others, for instance, Iran, we don't let the victim's families choose the punishment. Why? Because emotions get in the way. America has a lot of smart teenagers. I have to tell you, I, 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 I believe in our future because of millennials and the teenagers. But many of the teenagers, you know, don't really know what civic engagement means. They don't know who their senator is. They don't know the three branches of government. They've not read the Constitution. Many of them uh, don't do their own laundry, and a few of them are eating Tide Pods. <laughs> Another law professor from Harvard said teens have a far better BS detector. That may be true, but we shouldn't give the 16-year-olds the right to vote. The professors make it seem as almost a 16-year-old voting right is being suppressed. The voting age wasn't lowered to 18 until the 26th Amendment was passed in 1971. The logic was if you're old enough to be drafted, you're old enough to vote. So is the criteria now that you're if you're old enough to carry a placard, you're old enough to vote? I mean, sorry, but at least in 1971, there was a logical reason for the age change. This is knee jerk reaction. Why is the left suddenly so interested in allowing 16 year olds to vote? Possibly because of the perfect untapped voting block. Progressives love an emotionally driven peer pressured voter who can be told what to believe rather than having the seasoning and the education to think the issues through. If they could make everything emotional, progressives would. 
Teens and college kids typically lean to the left until they get out into the real world, starting to make their own money, see how much of it is drained away in taxes. They finally realize, wait a minute, progressivism is the exact opposite of the freedom that it promises. It's Tuesday, February 20th. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, amazing that they changed the voting age to 18 to, to because if you're old enough to get drafted, go to the military, well, then of course you should be able to vote. It's a totally sensible uh, idea. Although, you know, I know Pat will come in later today and tell us that the voting age should be 35. <laughs> uh, but on the other side of that, one of the things that these 16-year-olds are pushing for is that... Uh, you should not be able to own a firearm until you're 21. So you'd be able to get drafted to the military to use a firearm in the military, but not own one for your own protection at home. It's a fascinating thing to think about. Uh, and I don't think the right one. I, I, I don't think the right one. Again, we don't make, you know, 16 year olds. How many, how many great decisions did you make as a 16 year old? Well, me, I made obviously lots of great ones, but uh, most right. people don't. No, of course not. You don't, you don't, you're not seasoned enough uh, and you don't understand these issues enough beyond that like if you're 50 years old like let's we've had we've seen this before well let's go to the 50 year old uh parent or grandparent of one of these kids who was killed and they'll come out with their gun uh their gun uh solution for america you don't make policy based on the victims of a tragedy no it's not you don't you don't become an expert in the topic because something terrible happened to you i for example my dad died of a heart attack i don't go to hospitals and tell them to do their heart surgery with spoons (laughs) <laughs> like that's not that's not i don't i don't have any extra right. credibility on the topic because i was involved in a tragedy in my family now you could take that tragedy and become a scholar on it right you could say i'm going to learn everything i can i'm just tired of having a discussion uh of the second amendment with people who do not know what a gun is they've never fired it they don't know what, they don't they've never been around it they've never been around people who are responsible gun owners I don't if you don't take the time to really learn what the gun is and can really talk to me about the truth of the Constitution, the Constitution, the Second Amendment was not about sporting. It wasn't. It was about people being able to take up arms against an out of control government. Now, you can say, well, that's they're never going to get out of control or, well, if they get out of control, they're just going to use tanks. Well, yes, but every single time there has been a dictator, the first time, first thing they do is take away all weapons from the people and then they slaughter them. Please give us a fighting chance. Yeah, as we pointed out, the mass shooting, everyone's like, oh, that was the worst, Vegas was the worst mass shooting in history. Uh, no, first of all, the worst mass shooting in that context was Norway. But beyond that, the top 100,000 mass shootings all came from governments against unarmed populace. You think there was a day that went by in World War II where the Nazis didn't kill 58 people? You think there was a day that went by where the communists didn't kill 58 people? Their own citizens. Yeah, their own citizens. This was a light day for all of these governments when there was no way to push back against them. And, you know, look, that is why it was designed. It's used, I think, for personal uh, protection as well as a massive, you know, that's a main reason for it now. Of course, hunting is part of it and all that is a part of it. But it's it's not about those individual things. It's about you being able to utilize that right in the way that you see fit without violating others' rights. 
Um, but, but again, I think when you talk about uh, gun knowledge, it is important. You can get into the weeds a little bit too much. Yeah. But I mean, listen to this. This comes from uh, the Statesman Journal. This is a letter to the editor that they decided to print. Every killer needs three things. An evil mindset, an opportunity, and the means to carry out their plan. Break that chain and you've stopped a killer. Mm. It's hard to know a person's ever-changing mindset. An opportunity is everywhere. That leaves means. Prevent future killings from obtaining an automatic weapon and you've stopped a mass killing. Yes, other weapons can kill too, but none are so deadly as an automatic rifle. (laughs) We know what doesn't work. Prayer doesn't work. It might make us feel better and make the survivors feel better, but it doesn't stop the next shooting. Blame the NRA doesn't work either. They don't pass any laws and can't regulate their industry. A good guy with a gun doesn't work. This Florida school had two on-duty police officers assigned to it, which is something else we should discuss. But banning automatic weapons, you will not stop any mass killings. uh, And you will stop many mass killings, excuse me. And at the same time, you'll be protecting the most basic right our Constitution has to offer the right to life. Could I just point out a couple of things? Is there a minor issue? Oh, we have banned automatic weapons. Oh. Um, yeah. So. Again, it's hard to have a debate on this topic when the overwhelming majority of people discussing it don't have basic knowledge on the topic. That is a difficult thing to do. You don't need to know everything about a gun. No. You don't need to be a gun nerd to have these conversations. No, but you but have to have you a have to basic know the knowledge. You have to have, have a to know the basic basics. knowledge. And and quite honestly, you I think look, I can understand people who have never grown up around guns. I can understand it. I can understand that people who are afraid of guns because they never had any experiences with them mm-hmm. and they grew up, let's say even in a city where, you know, you grew up in New York. I understand that. Now, can you understand that every time you talk about a gun being something bad, I feel my grandfather. I, f- I remember holding his hand with his gun underneath his arm as we walked every night on the back of our farm. I mean, it, yeah. it, is, it was a feeling Part of your safety and culture. There was no, we didn't have bad experiences with guns because we respected them. So it's part of the culture. It's not part of your culture. That's okay. But it is uniquely American, at least in the center of the country. And you can't just dismiss that. You can't. And it's, it's, it's amazing to watch cable news hosts be fascinated by the fact that, that we just can't do something. Every time there's another one of these attacks. And what do we do? We don't do anything. And they, they miss the basic separation of the way these two things are coming together. The reason you don't get, quote unquote, common sense, mill ground gun control. Because you're not going for it. it well, you, first of all, they're not going for it. And every conservative looks at that and is, reflexes immediately because they feel. The dog whistle. Yeah, they feel you're going after their guns. And, and many mm-hmm. times you've admitted that you are. Yes, um, Eric Holder. Yeah, Australia, for example. Every time we bring up the word Australia, what you're saying is you want to take 30% of the guns out of the country. Mm-hmm. So how do you think that a gun owner would feel about that? But the, the bottom line, the basic thing is, even on these minor things, progressives, liberals, the left, look at guns as something that's inherently dangerous, and therefore, we should stop every person from getting one unless we're sure that they're going to use it safely. On the other side, the right, conservatives, libertarians, look at the, the at guns as constitutionally protected. Therefore, only if you're sure the person isn't going to use them uh, uh, safely, do we take them away with extreme mental health or, uh, you know, 
convictions uh, Mm -hmm. over in the past and domestic violence and things like that. So that separation, there's a lot of middle ground between those two positions, but there's almost no room to compromise between them. You know, it's the idea of saying if one side of the argument is, look, people are innocent until proven guilty. And the other people on the other side are saying people are guilty until proven innocent. Well, there's a lot of middle ground between those two positions, but there's no place to compromise. There's not a innocent until proven innocent place in the middle that you can come together. Right. It doesn't make any sense. Those the the positions don't work together. And of course, I fully 100 percent believe their conservative position is right. They are constitutionally protected and you can't just start grabbing them from everybody. That's why the, the, the example they always bring up is we couldn't even ban terrorists on the terrorist watch list from getting guns that shows how irrational conservatives are no it shows that conservatives understand this is a constitutionally protected right and just because someone has made a list with a name on it without any due process without any evidence being presented without any tons and tons of mistakes you can't take away a constitutionally protected right because of that we would never do that with the first amendment we would never do that with any of these amendments They're all too important to us, and we all understand them. The Second Amendment has just become this issue that the left throws around to get donations. And there are a lot of honest people who are on Facebook or on Twitter who are touting these things, like the NRA is donating money, and that's they're controlling the debate. There's been 18 school shootings. They're being used by the left leadership who don't want to do anything to protect these victims because they like this issue. They like the issue far too much. And... obviously they don't want people to die. Nobody does, but they see this. They could take steps that are unrelated to gun control that the right would go along with, but they're in a period here where conservatives have, or at least the Republicans have the, the house, the Senate and the presidency. Your time to pass wide swaths of gun control was probably when you had all three of those and you didn't do it. Now you don't have any of them. You're not going to get that through right now. If you would focus on things that could actually help that you could work together, there would be a middle place there. It's just, you know, I I just it's just not about gun control. Well, because nobody is truly nobody is trying to help. Nobody's trying to solve this. Nobody is. It's depressing. It really is. It is. They're not trying to solve it. All they're trying to do is win. We lose once we decided we must win. And everybody's just trying to win. And I don't mean uh, win the Constitution. I mean you're just trying to win the next election. It doesn't yeah. matter. You just want verbal ammunition that you can spray the other side with when it comes election time. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network.